Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Joining me today is Marcel Crooks, MC Health Life Coach. She has issued some weekly health challenges for us to take a look at the way we are living our life, the way we're eating, and how we are looking at not only food, but sleep. Hello, Marcel, and welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Lori. It's a pleasure. I was so excited because I saw your challenges, and I actually got on board with some of them. And a little bit later when we get in that, I'll tell you some of the things I tried because one of them seems kind of funny. But I was really curious about it because we're living in this time of COVID where we're stuck at home. Life is not normal, and we're not eating the way we should. So many things are just, they're not routine at all. And so I love that you were putting out these challenges. And it it seemed like for me, it was a way to make us more aware of what we're eating and even how we're thinking. Exactly. And what's important about the challenges is that it's just opening you up to different ways of living your life. And the things that you do on a daily basis really do make a difference. I'm not saying that there's one right way of living and one wrong way. It's what works for you as a person and what's going to continue your health and wellness as well as enjoying life too. One thing that I appreciated when I was coaching with you was there were some things that I kind of knew about before and I just sort of forgot about and you brought them back to light. And one of them was how I drink my water that I could actually like put cucumbers and things in it. And sometimes we just need those simple reminders of things that we already know, but we kind of get stuck in a rut. So I came from a kitchen. I was a chef. You have a million things going on at once, especially if you have kids or lots of animals or just really stressful work. It's like you have certain priorities set in your mind. Sometimes your health kind of falls to the wayside. But really, the biggest thing is, is if you put your health first, all those other things get a little bit lighter and a little bit easier and you can handle them a little bit better than you would if you're exhausted and not full of nutritious vegetables or have that energy that you so desire or that sleep because sleep is so important. It is. And sometimes I think people don't realize how important their health is. There's an attitude of when I'm older, I'll deal with it. And you get to the point where you go, I'm too old for that. (laughs) That's sort of like when COVID hit and they were saying who were the vulnerable and it was people over 60. And I was like, oh, crap, now I'm the elderly. (laughs) Right. But you're so spunky. So tell us a little bit about how did you come to be a health coach? So I always loved cooking. I grew up in a family that loved to cook. And that was like one way that we bonded together our happy times. I just kind of started on that transition. I did work in a few places when I was younger. I worked in an organic cafe and apothecary store. So I've always loved health and wellness. But then again, things happen, life happens. So I went on this track of becoming a chef and I worked my butt off and I got to a point where I was the chef de cuisine of a restaurant, which if you don't know, you're running the restaurant. You don't own the restaurant, but you run it for your head chef, who is the owner. That was working 14 to 17 hour days. It was a lot of work. My body kind of shut down on me Mm -hmm. (laughs) when I was 24. My legs started to swell really bad and I had really bad inflammation in my hands. And I got to the point where I couldn't even walk. The pain was so bad. So I had to go to the doctor and I went through all those trials. But really what it came down to is that I ended up having lupus and it was very predominant. It usually takes several years to diagnose, but my body had shut down 
down so bad that they came to that conclusion. Then I went on a whole bunch of medications to help like recover my body. I was on steroids, but I got off as soon as possible just because I don't like taking steroids. I'm not really a big medicine taker anyway. I'm not against medication because you do need it at certain points in time. But I realized that it wasn't the life I wanted to live, but the medication was helping me continue my work. And so I lived on that path for a while because I loved cooking for people and teaching my younger cooks. I loved that experience, but at the same time, it was really wearing down on my body and I wasn't taking care of myself. I made a decision one day that this disease does not define who I am. I am a person that has lupus and autoimmune disease, but I just can't live with this medication anymore. So I slowly started to make significant changes I've come off a lot of that medication. I left a few years ago as a chef in the restaurant business, but now I got certified as a health coach and a life coach, as well as I'm a private chef and I cook healthy meals for a couple families in the Portland metro area. And I also joined a farm. It's no-till. So least disturbance possible, taking care of those microbes in the soil. So then they grow nutrient-dense food. So then that nutrient-dense food is going into your gut, which is help healing your body internally. I know that was a lot of information. (laughs) (laughs) If you have any questions, I can answer them for you. If somebody does have a question, they can email you at... Email me at mc.healthlifecoach.com one at gmail.com. Because that was a lot of information, but it's very fascinating. So many things when in talking to you that I had no clue about soil, about any of that. It's just fascinating. Yeah, it's really fascinating for me. And like, honestly, that was a big turning point and realizing that I really didn't need to take charge and make certain choices for my body. And like I grew up in the culinary world, you love gluten and you love dairy and everything else like that. And I don't have a gluten allergy, but I know that if I have gluten more than once or twice a week, I get really lethargic. So I try to keep that to high quality gluten. And it's just about realizing what your body's trying to tell you and how to heal from it. I eat high quality food as much as possible, organic if you can. If you can't afford it, that's fine. But like, go to your vegetables, make sure that that's the majority of your plate, because that's where you're going to get the best kind of energy, the sustainable energy, instead of pastas and even like rice and things like that have some the majority of your plate should be vegetables. And then you have some nice protein. If you're working on trying to build muscle, obviously, you'll have a little bit more protein, but really, you should only have enough protein the size of your fist and experiment with different kinds salmon and cod and shrimp. It's really good for your your omega is to like get omega-3s in your body to help reduce inflammation, but it's also good fuel for your brain. And there's so many things that we just don't really think about or we take for granted. We had talked about before was the mind-gut connection. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I think that's super big because, I mean, I feel like some people say that there's two brains. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You've got one in your gut and one up top, and both are super important. And your gut is talking to your brain when you have the excess bloating or the acid reflux or the common farts or, you know, even (laughs) diarrhea. Like those are all signs of things that maybe you shouldn't be eating those things that you're putting in your body. And a lot of times like people will develop sensitivities to food, but really they just need to give their body a break for a period of time. And then you can reintroduce it back in and it might not have the same effect because your body was inflamed at that point in time. Dairy is a big one for me and sugar. Those two things, I 
don't like super sugary things, but I do like a chocolate treat <laughs> every once in a while. Those are things. And hey, to be honest, when you're in the restaurant industry, you indulge in some, a cocktail or a glass of wine that had a significant effect on my inflammation in my hands and my knees. When you cut that down, and you put more healthy things in there, you definitely notice a difference with that. I think it's amazing that we can affect our body with food because I don't think that's really taught. I don't think it's new by any means, but I don't really think it's taught. And I love that not only do you see it, that you've actually experienced it. And I'm wondering where your challenges came from. You've been doing, is it one a week? Yes, I do a weekly challenge on Saturdays. What motivated you to do that? I want to help people. I felt really alone when I didn't know where to go. I mean, I had some great doctors, but I had no one giving me any information of what else I could do to help heal my body. It was like, take this medication to help with this inflammation and this pain or, or to help the problems that I was having in my gut and things like that. But it was like, those were just masking the problems. They weren't actually fixing anything. And so I felt really lost. So I went back to my roots. I went back to like doing a whole bunch of research and like finding doctors like Mark Hyman. And you don't have to go to those extremes that he requires you into the book, but it's like, start somewhere, start like experimenting and listening to your body and making those changes. And the thing is, it's like, start somewhere. You don't have to change your whole diet. And again, diet is a weird word to begin with anyway, because people associate it with eating less and like starving themselves and they only get to have certain things. And it's like, no, think about how many things you get to have. And I eat more food than I (laughs) did back in the day. And it gives me more energy. And it's just the right foods for my body. And that's how you should think about your diet is like what works for you. If you want to go keto, you want to do those things. It's like, just figure it out for your body. You know, you might not be able to have all those things that keto offers. Use it as a guideline. I love that. And what I loved about your challenge is I felt like it was like a week long for you to try something new. And it was like, here's a thought And then you asked, well, what did you try? And so I love that because you were giving us ideas, but then also we could feed off of each other. Right. And and that's the thing is like, do this with people, like challenge your friends together and you don't have to do the same thing, but it's like having that accountability partner there is super important because it helps you stick to the thing that you've decided to like make a choice to better yourself. And again, these challenges are so simple and so easy, but it does make you stop and pause and really like reflect on the kind of what's going on in your life. And like this simple thing that might take five minutes, 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes out of your day can make a significant difference in the rest of your life. So it's just figuring out which ones of those work for you to make you feel better. So give us an example of a couple of your challenges. Just because I love cooking and I think I understand that not everyone grew up cooking all the time. So it can be really intimidating. And so one of them was cook with a vegetable that you've never cooked with before or that you've always been interested in, but like you just don't know what to do because, hey, we have our smartphones, but there's tons of recipes out on the Internet or in cookbooks and like just try it. The thing is, is like 
It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be picture perfect. It just has to be good. <laughs> and then you can worry about what it looks like later if you so desire. But it's just like cook food that you want to eat, but just make sure that it's making you feel good and keeping that energy up. And, and it's crazy because certain foods will help with your mood and your sleep and your energy and like also just like and your inflammation (laughs) yes it's such a magical thing but again you have to start asking those questions or start becoming aware of what you're putting in your body and being like is this actually gonna make me feel good the rest of the day i remember when you were coaching me you kept saying food should be delicious and because I live alone, it's easy to just kind of grab this and that. And that has stuck with me. It's like, okay, I want to enjoy food. And so one of your challenges was the vegetable, which you said, I did a bunch of roasted vegetables after Christmas and I added radishes, which is so weird, but they were so delicious. Yeah. And like, that's the thing, like people think you just have to eat them raw, but it's not true. Like, I mean, I love sliced fresh radishes on tacos, but again, if you roast them up with some carrots and all sorts of things and just simple, like if you're into ghee, you can have that, which is just basically clarified butter, no um, lactose in it, but, or you can do avocado oil. I recommend those kind of fats. They have a higher smoke point. So then they don't go rancid just to roast them off with some salt and pepper. If you have fresh or dried like thyme, I love dill on potatoes, like Just keep it simple and keep it good. Something that you do that I had never done was lettuce. Do you stir fry it? No, it's so simple. I kind of, I steam it in a way. So like you put a little bit of oil in a warm pan, medium heat. If you aren't a person that wants to wash all your lettuce, that's fine. They have those organic lettuce mixes that have, sometimes it's just spinach or sometimes it's a a mixture of like Swiss char and kale and spinach. Uh, They have those pre-frozen kale packs that I love. They're, I think, 10 ounces. So what I do is I heat up the saute pan, a touch of oil, you throw that lettuce in there, I put a little salt and pepper on there. If you don't want it, that's fine. And then I just throw the lid on. And I do it for two to four minutes, depending on how many greens are in there. You just want them to wilt a little bit. You don't want them to completely cook down because you don't want them to lose all their nutrients. But saute that up. And then, yeah, you just eat it on the plate with a couple poached eggs. And sometimes if you want bacon or if you don't want bacon, that's fine too. But it's delicious. And the thing is, I discovered that my body digests better slightly cooked greens than it does raw. And that happens for a lot of people. And so it's, again, you still want those components in your life, but figure out how it works for you. And that's the thing. It's like, I eat a, like a nice breakfast because I get really drained in the morning and some people don't like breakfast and that's fine, but like make your lunch the most important meal of your day then and have it full of good fat and good vegetables and good protein. And yeah, you can have like a little bit of root vegetables or your grains or anything like that if you so desire, but just make it fulfilling as necessarily like filling your stomach up, but also just like in your taste buds because food is to enjoy with people around you and for yourself, like take that moment, take that breath and just enjoy that 15 to 30 minutes for you, (laughs) for yourself, and then get back to work and do all those things. 
that reminds me, before we go to the next challenge, something really important that I also learned is about chewing and how important it is. Mm-hmm. It's really important. And, and there's so many components of that where it's like, I know that I've gotten to a point where I'm starving and I just want to, what I call Hoover food. And you just like (laughs) (laughs) shovel it down. Like it's not going to be there next week. What I've learned is that I need to take a minute and take a breath and basically relax your system. And so it's ready to digest properly because if you're in the fight or flight mode, it's not going to digest properly. And you're, are just going to get that bloating and that upset and things like that. So it's like when you eat in your car, you don't really realize, but like this, even though you're, if you're a good driver, you can still have stress from driving and you just don't realize it. So you're stressed out and you're eating, which those cortisol levels and all that is going on. And so you're not going to digest that food properly and absorb all those nutrients. And so it's just like, take, take a minute, take five minutes, take 10 minutes, take a deep breath and enjoy your food and chew your food so it actually is small enough for your body to digest because the longer you chew your food it sends signals to your stomach and helps you break down that food with your uh, salivary <laughs> glands <laughs> what i loved about that is, is like sometimes things click when you hear them a little different and so i had always heard of stress eating Right. People are like, oh, I ate a whole bag of cookies. I was stress eating. But I didn't Mm -hmm. really think about that. I could be sitting down to dinner and because I'm eating in a hurry, I'm actually still eating while stressed. And that is not helpful. Exactly. So there's just so many different levels. And again, that's, again, taking a step back and realizing what you're doing and how you're putting food into your body. And also just to take back like a step back and realize like, Maybe you do need to take a break every once in a while in your stressful day. And even if it's just a couple deep breaths, like it makes a world of difference. We always say with the little kids, okay, wait, breathe. And it seems so simple, but yet it is. Water, breathing, all those things that are so basic are so important. Yeah. And it's just, again, we take things for granted or we just don't we're so busy and consumed with so many other things that we just don't think about what our body actually needs. And the thing is it's, it's very strong and it can put up with a lot of like gruff and, (laughs) and ignoring it and doing all those things. But eventually it's going to let you know that it needs some care. I just hope that you'd listen. Yeah. And, and meals are so important. And so often that's the thing we breeze through so quickly because we're in a hurry. And yet it's the thing that kind of sets the tone for our body for our day. Now, what's another challenge that you've done? Another challenge. And I like this one. This was really helpful for my sleep. And I just think it's something to just think about is um, to not eat two to three hours before you go to bed, even snacks and things. So just like prioritize and make sure that if you usually like to have snacks tonight, that's fine, but eat dinner maybe a little bit earlier or maybe a little less dinner. So then when you have your snack, it's not so late at night. There's so many things that by not eating two to three hours before you go to bed, that gives a nice window. So then when you go to sleep, you're actually doing like a natural detox because that's when your body detox, digests and things like that. It rests, it heals itself. 
And so when you have food in there right before you go to sleep, that activates that system. And so it's kind of doing a lot more work than it should be during that period of time. And again, so like a lot of people that like to do the intermittent fasting, this is the natural intermittent fasting. You don't really have to think about it. You're not awake and like thinking about how hungry you are until your next meal that you get to eat. <laughs> That's an easier way to try it without you know having to experience that. I did try that one because I get off work late. So sometimes it's easy to just kind of snack all the way to bedtime. But when I stopped eating like three hours before I went to sleep, I noticed a significant difference in the way I slept. Yeah, definitely. And like for me, I'm a light sleeper. So those are just things that I've been trying to figure out. It helps me stay asleep a lot longer. And especially if you're eating like sugary things, even if it is like an apple and peanut butter at night, which is healthy, those sugars kind of kickstart your blood sugar roller coaster. So that's just something to think about. Good point. I love my apples and peanut butter. (laughs) Me too. Tell us before we wrap up, what's one more challenge that you've put out there? I would say one more challenge that I loved to do was making your own stock. And so if you jump on the bandwagon of having more vegetables in your house and there's so many scraps that are left over. So I just designate a bag and every time I make a meal or or I like to meal prep. So sometimes I have bulk meals ready to go because I'm not going to be able to cook dinner every night from start to finish. And so if they're partially ready to go, it's a lot easier and a lot less stress for my day. So I save all those scraps. And then at the end of the week, I will make my own stock and add spices and herbs to it. I like nice dried chili and bay leaf and fennel seeds, but it's whatever you want to make of it. If you're vegetarian, you can just do a straight veggie stock with some water or I'll have a roasted chicken once a week. And I usually do that for our lunches. And so then I have that carcass and I add that to the vegetables and just cook it down. When you're getting dinner ready and just let it sit and cook down for a few hours, it's really great to have around. You can really reduce it down and drink it as your bone broth or your stock that way, but you can add it to soups and purees and you can do it to deglaze pans, all sorts of things. So it's just like kind of getting back to the basics of like, it is a lot easier than you think it is. You just have to make the steps to learning. I had learned about broth and I was so excited. So I went and bought a bunch of bones, <laughs> but I didn't think to add, like you said, to add different kinds of maybe even some vegetables or some seasonings. And it was so blood. So then when yeah. I heard that challenge, I was like, oh, duh. For me, I cooked because I had kids. I did what I had to, but I didn't like love cooking. And I didn't yeah. really think about food being delicious. And so your challenges have been so awesome because they've sort of enhanced me thinking about food isn't just fuel. It's supposed to be enjoyable and delicious and with friends. And if we can't be together, these challenges are so great because we can take them on with friends and say, hey, what did you add to your broth? What did you add to your water this week or whatever? And I love that because we're in a situation where we have very small bubbles of people that we can be around. But online Mm -hmm. with a challenge, we have a bigger community. Right. And again, it's to start the conversation. And it's like maybe stock making isn't your thing, but it's also just another way of thinking about life and how you're proceeding forward. And but what's nice about the stock is zero food waste. You're taking the scraps from those carrots and celery and onion and even like the skin. That's fine, too. Like garlic, 
just don't put any cruciferous vegetables, which are like Brussels sprouts and cabbage and things like that, because it can get a little stinky and you don't definitely don't want that. You can do shares and be like, hey, I made this really good broth this week. Do you want to try it? Or like make a soup out of it and, and share it with your friends. And just again, it's starting that conversation about things and being more comfortable with talking about those things and talking about your body and how you feel and that's really important because like we're all feeling the same thing it's just like we need to start being okay with talking about it <laughs> right exactly and we all are under stress in one way or another because we're in a pandemic and it does take a toll on our body yeah and that's the thing it's you can have treats that's the thing it's like don't deprive yourself of everything and that's not the way you should be looking at it you should be looking at it like these are things that are making me feel good on a regular basis. And then, yeah, like right now I'm, I'm doing where we're allowed to have a treat once a week. And we're kind of going back to what I would call my grandma's days of things where it's like you have a family dessert night, whether that be Friday night or Monday. Just pick one day that you have that treat. That makes it more important and more of like a fun celebration instead of reaching for those potato chips or that bag of candy that you love all the time and you're not eating it on a regular basis. It's a celebration again. It's right. It's celebrating yourself and what you want to have at that moment. And then you won't shouldn't feel bad by eating it because you feel good so much of the other time. That even if you do have that, that little bit of sugar or whatnot, or that beautiful croissant from that bakery, mm -hmm. it's like you can enjoy it and not feel bad about eating it. Right. Because you're taking it in smaller doses. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for your insight and your challenges. If somebody wants to see your challenge, where do they find it? You can find it on Instagram. It's mc.healthlifecoach. Definitely look me up. Leave a comment. I love to have conversations with people. I want to help them be their sounding board, whatever questions that they have. And if they don't know, I can definitely steer them in the right direction to find it. This is so important in our lives. And especially right now with like COVID and everything that's going on, it's giving us time to really think about how we live our lives. And maybe this is the time to make that choice to feel better. It does take time. Don't overwhelm yourself and do it little steps at a time, little challenges at a time and figure out what works and what makes you feel good and and go with it. Right. But you got to try it before you <laughs> deny it. <laughs> exactly. And one thing I love about making comments with Marcel, she has a lot of grace. Sometimes it feels silly because I feel like I should have known that, but there's never this shaming or duh, you should have known that. It's like, hey, let's discover this together. And I love that. And I feel like it's a open door for us to all learn some more things that we may not know yet. Right. Because we're all always learning. And it's like, you might be able to teach me something and maybe I can teach you something. It's just like, let's start that conversation. Exactly. Right. I could get healthy and fight off COVID. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My yes. website, it's all one word. So it's MC Health Life Coach. Com. And Insta is mc.healthlifecoach. Thank you so much, Marcel. And I hope that people will reach out to you and take on some of these health challenges because they have been really exciting for me and surprising. Well, thank you, Lori. I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And whoever wants to jump on this bandwagon, let's do this. <laughs> let's do it. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening today. And we hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.